1: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Shades of Terry Butcher there as John Ball Turnbull takes to the field wearing a bandage. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in, oh Gavin
3: has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put
1: Liverpool out of the cup and not under three! Yeah! Goal! Yeah! And after the... Get Hello, coming up in this week's It's All Cobblers to Me, the Cobblers secure a sixth win in seven as Sam Hoskins leaps like a gazelle. We discuss Craig Abbott's question in this week's postbag, and Knotts County fan and YouTube creator Tom joins me to preview this weekend's FA Cup second round tie. My name is Charles and this week I'm joined by my fellow Cobblers fans Chessie and Danny. Neil is away on his honeymoon, meaning we all get a little bit of rest and this week's podcast won't have taken six hours to record. How are you guys? You okay? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, 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 good. All the the better for three more points in the bag, Charles. Oh, isn't isn't it nice to be able to say that every week for the last four weeks almost? Getting boring now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not a true Northamptonian it has ever been. There. <laughs> did you enjoy the game, though, guys? Have you had a good weekend.
0: I did, I did. I enjoyed it. It was different, but uh, different to last week. We'll come to it later, I think. But um, yeah, it was an enjoyable Saturday afternoon.
1: Good. Uh, Get up to anything this weekend, Chessie, at all?
2: I spent my weekend in Winter Wonderland. Oh, really? Yeah, it's my sister's 21st birthday, so she wanted to go to Winter Wonderland, so that's where we spent our day. And uh, she went on, well, her and my sister spent the afternoon on many a roller coaster while I looked and laughed at them.
0: This is the uh, Hyde Park thing, right?
2: Yeah, I went a few years ago, but uh, they both live in London, so we we went and met them up there and had a had a weekend up there so it was really good
1: marvelous i had my own winter wonderland in the north of england just by stepping outside was it yeah exactly open the open <laughs> the window <laughs> that was it all i needed
3: i'm chris freestone and it's all cobblers to me
1: One of the best ways of helping the podcast is through rating and reviewing the podcast on your podcast app. Every review helps more people find it's all cobblers to me. And of course, if it's nice, will entice people to listen. So once you've listened to today's episode, open up iTunes or your preferred podcast app and leave us a comment. Thanks this week to Tennessee Kid, who wrote...
2: One of my favourite podcasts and the definitive podcast for anything related to Northampton Town Football Club... The crew keeps things light and fun, while also providing insight on past results and look onward to upcoming fixtures.
1: This week, we have also launched our Patreon. We've been releasing episodes for over a year now and want to keep going for as long as you want us to. Nothing will change. The podcast will remain free for you to listen to. But if you want to, you can now support the podcast by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. You can give as much or as little as you want to, and in return, we'll add your name to our website. Thanks for listening and supporting It's All Cobblers to Me in whichever way you do that. We really do appreciate
3: it. I'm Alan Nil and It's All Cobblers to Me.
1: On Saturday, the Cobblers welcomed Grimsby Town to Sixfields and after a slow start, promptly sent them back to Lincolnshire with their tails between their legs. Scott Wharton scored his third goal in two games and Badane Oliver poked home from close range to earn another three points and move us into fifth position in League Two. I've made it sound quite simple there and easy, Danny, but was it?
0: Uh, this is Northampton Town podcast, Charles. No, of course it wasn't. It was a bit of a weird one on Saturday. It wasn't as exciting as the crew one, but a very similar start, I thought. that Grimsby were coming at us like crew did, just finding quite a lot of space and creating quite a few chances, but just not putting them away again. And we've worried our luck quite a bit because they, they came out not really looking like a team with no manager. You kind of sometimes think a team with no manager or with all that upheaval going on, they'll come out and be confused and their formation will be a bit all over the place. They don't really know who they're trying to impress and stuff. But they were quite impressive in the way they came at us. They threw men forward quite a lot, but they just didn't have that finishing touch. Uh, they reminded us quite a lot of ourselves of years gone by. <laughs> um but um, they just not even James Hansen scored. That's how that's how bad it was for them because he always scores against us, and um, pretty much everything was going through him, and he was providing that link up front and pulling it all together. But they just couldn't put that one away that they needed to, and we've just gone at the other end and hit a couple of scruffy goals again. Well, I suppose you can't really call the head a scruffy, but we've... Made, certainly uh, was, though, wasn't s- it? The second one. Danes was an <laughs> amazing goal. I we <laughs> won't hear anything about it. Um, but yeah, we've, uh, we've gone up the other end against the other end of play and taken our chances and gone home with the points again. So we can't be say so fairer than that in a game like that. It was scrappy, but you got the job done.
1: I've seen a few people sort of basically saying that the, the win was because of our defence being better than Grimsby's. You know that that was what actually won the game for us. Rather than I suppose the the performance being one that blew Grimsby away. W- would you agree with that, Chessy?
2: I think you're always going to get games like that, aren't you? Um, if you look at Lincoln last year, they didn't blow teams away. They weren't particularly good. Um, they just got the job done. And I think although we're not top of the league, we're going towards that top end of the table. And to enable you to stay and sustain that kind of run and that form that you're on at, that, at this stage in the season in particular is getting games like that and winning them by however means. So actually, I think it's quite a good sign that we were kind of under the cosh, didn't really perform, but we still got the job done. Because if you look back in May, and this turns out to be a real starting point of our season, you're going to look at results like Grimsby and you're going to say, do you know what, they didn't really turn up. They didn't play particularly well but they got a result and effectively all you need to do in this league with these teams that we've got in League 2 at the moment is you just need to pick up as many points as possible because you're not going to be able to go and you know walk all over teams. It just isn't like that. It's a really scrappy league this year and we just need to get as many points on the board as possible. So actually I don't think it's a particularly bad thing that... Our defense was just a bit better than Grimsby's, so be it. Let let it be like that, because actually we need to know how to win games like that. We need to know how to win under pressure and win when we haven't turned up. It's a really important skill to have if we're going to progress up this league.
1: Yeah, in in the first half, I think Grimsby were on top, weren't they, for, for large portions of it until you know we scored our first opening goal, I suppose. And wasn't there a penalty shout turned down as well? Yes. <laughs> No, it's I want to know how that's not made I it can't remember into who the Highlights package on iFollow. No, because the, the
0: package is kind of cut just before and you just hear all our fans mm. booing, don't you? And it's, I can't even remember who went down. Was it potentially Williams? But went down, the keepers just brought it down and the, the ref seemed to point to the spot and everyone stopped. And then we just think, oh, that's a penalty. Everyone's got up and everyone stops. And then we just suddenly see Grimsby running towards our goal. <laughs> he hasn't given it, obviously. And then they have a chance to score. They almost scored with, I think it was um, Matt Green almost scored in corner, made a good save and the animal almost scored an own goal, but we'll, we'll call that a header away, I think.
1: It's, it's the way that on the highlights, you, you see him get up just to chastise somebody, but the, but he then realises almost <laughs> that it, it was his fault, <laughs> like that he nearly scored no goal. goal. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think he could have done much about it if, um, if it wasn't, but I think... At least he is tracking back and is there and is not just stood there protesting. There's little tweaks like that about him that shows his experience and he's just he gets up he gets on with the job and then he then he'll have a massive go at the ref.
3: I mean, the,
1: we are in danger, play. aren't we, of renaming this the Alan McCormack podcast? I, I thought it was already done. <laughs> Every week we end up talking about just how amazing he is and and how we're almost a one man team. Definitely while he's playing there at that base of the midfield, the way that he you know covers. The Defense every time Charlie Good steps out of defense to, to go marauding up the pitch, where's Alan McCormack just stepping back into that centre back three, isn't he?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no um, coincidence either that the, the two nil leads. You know, I think we've had three, it feels like more, but I think it's three times we've dropped the two nil leads uh, Crawley, Morecambe, and Oldham. Is it the first two games? McCormack wasn't on the pitch and for Oldham he was on the pitch until about 10 minutes to go he came off Harriman came on we lo- we lost the two goals then after that um, the only time he's lost was when he came off the bench at Scunthorpe we were already 2-0 down wasn't it the point. first it's... day
2: as well and he got and he got injured really early on didn't he yeah, and then we lost yeah. that day and and he it did make a massive difference him coming off the pitch that day as well I remember that really distinctively
0: yeah, make a huge difference. He's just such a linchpin, and it's difficult because he's one of those players that if you take out the team, we haven't got a massive replacement to bring him back. But just because he's just got so much quality about him, is so much better than this level. I think he could easily play in League One.
1: Well, let's hope that's what he's doing next year it's with us, eh?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. But we we really just need to keep him fit, and you know, don't don't let him play in the EFL Champions League and all that kind of thing just keep him in some sort of icebox or something for the season because he just needs to be kept fit.
1: <laughs> you want to cryogenically freeze him and just bring him a thaw him on do. a Friday ready for the Saturday
0: I <laughs> think that may be what we're doing.
2: <laughs> I, do, I do think with, with him, This is I've said this before, I've said this for a couple of weeks now, it really is a pivotal point in the season. I think we need to get to Christmas an absolute must with him fit because I think if we can get to the point where we've got enough points just to kind of coast through those really difficult winter periods in January, February, I think will be okay. We really need to get to Christmas with him fit and then they'll, they'll have that confidence. They'll have that drive. And almost if you're there January, February, momentum keeps itself going. And if he does get injured, hopefully we'll have that squad and we'll have that confidence to be able to say, right, we can do this. We've, we've got this to do. This is what we need to do. As opposed to having to chase something. If we've already got it, It's that thing of keeping hold of it. And and if you know what you're doing and you've got a a game plan and a a season plan as such, that will make it easier for those players in his absence. But I think if we're constantly trying to chase something, I think it's going to be harder.
1: I want a word on the Grimsby Town fans. Have either of you seen the Away Days YouTube video from the weekend? No. So uh, it's a YouTube channel where a couple of young lads basically they go to a different game every week i think this is um last year they were at the same game uh, northampton against grimsby um the one where was it it was no, this is, just
0: to, to stop me for a minute they're not grimsby fans right no they're they, not they're not grimsby they're, fans they're general football fans the game that they've chosen two years in a row is northampton v grimsby yep. They've, they've just picked that one up. Yeah, well, apparently... <laughs> they had such a good time last season. Yeah, just, yeah. well, <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, here we go, lads. Let's, back to this one again. Well, the
1: reason why they've come <laughs> back for this one is because apparently they were enamoured by the Grimsby fans last time around. So last season they sat in the West Stand at the South End, at the bottom of the South End. They were watching the Grimsby fans as doing what Grimsby fans do. This year they've decided to go in with the Grimsby fans. And let me tell you, when you're watching the video, Grimsby fans are very, very passionate, but they spend more time down the front arguing with stewards, and they do supporting their team.
0: Yeah, I could see that from my position at the other end of the West End as well.
1: It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; they start off, and it, it it looks like they're they're having a proper good away day. Great fans love to go out on a away day, away game in numbers, uh, and sing from the word go, don't they? That happens when the yeah. cobblers go away from home. It happens when every club goes away from home. But the longer the game went on, the more volatile it seemed to get. And and the two guys that are in the video making the video too look a little bit like they're, they're feeling <laughs> a bit awkward being in amongst it all. I just thought, I just, what is it with Grimsby at Sixfields being a bit overzealous?
2: I don't necessarily think it's Grimsby I think it I think it's fans in general. I think actually as as a fan base Northampton Town are quite spoiled by their own fans because we very rarely kick up a fuss wherever we are. I mean bearing in mind I know you're in a similar situation to me Charles you you live up north and I live down in Somerset so actually the majority of our games are away from home and I can categorically say that I've been going for over 20 years and I can't recall where there's ever been major issues with, with our fans away from home. And I think that's quite rare for League Two. I'm not suggesting that any fan base go up and kick up a right stink wherever they go, because that's not the case. But equally, I do think that generally stewards do have a bit of a tricky time, no, mat- no matter what fan base it is, really. I, I very rarely come to Sixfields and see an away fan base manage to contain themselves uh for the whole 90 minutes whether that says more about Northampton than it does than it does uh the away teams I don't know but I think I think we're quite um impressive with the way we behave away from home and I think that makes it a little bit more unrelatable for us because I don't think it's just Grimsby I've, you know, there's lots of teams that I could pick out at the top of my head that have you know, pulled down the hoardings on the front of the advertising boards and thrown flares, got kicked out, all sorts. And I don't think it is just Grimsby. I think it is a, is a League Two problem.
1: Don't get me wrong. I'm no angel in the way, match Sometimes <laughs> I've been known to to kick a seat in anger. Um, but <laughs> it's Wrexham away one year springs to mind when I actually left with uh, red-stained, you know, trainers from where I'd kicked the seat. <laughs> that was the that was the year. Do you remember when Lee Harper saved a penalty only for it to have to oh. be retaken?
2: Yeah. <gasps> yes, yeah. I remember that.
1: That, 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 that yeah, I, I left with, um, yeah, a pair of white trainers that I had back then, and they had a nice big red streak down them that had come <laughs> off the seat in front of me.
0: <laughs> Just like, uh, Lee Harper's hand at Colchester on that door as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it, what did, I thought it was Scunthorpe. I Scunthorpe.
2: Wonder, yeah, it, might have been.
1: it was Scunthorpe. Yeah. Well, we, we, he got
2: fined as well, didn't he? He for did.
1: that? If you want to know more about that story, you can listen to the very first episode of It's All Cobblers To Me, where Lee Harper explained all.
2: I'm Nicky Adams, and
0: it's
1: all cobblers to me. Talking about goalkeepers, actually, I noticed Mark Webber on Twitter and Facebook over the weekend saying how Newport's goalkeeper was actually on the bench for Wales during the international break. And he was suggesting that that must mean that David Cornell is third on the list of Welsh goalkeepers just how much has Cornell actually improved this season do you think
0: I think it's not just this season it's been a process over last season as well I think I know last season was a bit hit and miss but I do think he gets a lot more stick than he should he had a tricky start but to come through as he came through as the number two didn't he and then made the number one spot his own and he had that tough season when we went down then he had Ash Taylor in front of him by Ash for a couple of years and that can never help any goalkeeper <laughs> That's quite harsh, but it's so true. I I do think he's a solid League Two keeper now. I think he would be all right at League One level. I, I don't see anything wrong with him at all I think there's some people that were calling for him to be replaced by Steve Arnold after Arnold played in the cup and stuff weren't they but I just think Cornell has really improved and I just think he is good he's a he's a decent stopper and I think in this league you don't necessarily need someone who's going to be making wonder saves you just need someone who's going to be solid and I think he's really grown into that role and grown into the club and really is a a decent character he seems to have around as well so I think he's uh, yeah good keep him
1: There were rumours, Chessie, before the season started about possible Reading interest in David Cornell. Do you think he, he might garner a bit more than just interest during January?
2: I do think so. On what Danny said, he's massively improved and he's had this, I think he's been with us three odd seasons now, hasn't he? He's really, really grown into that role, like Danny said. And actually, if you look at him just as a player, he's in that position where you can only play as well as what's ahead of you. And Danny hit the nail on the head straight off there. He was playing behind Ash Taylor. So that gives you all you need to know. He, If you look at how many goals he conceded last year, it's not a true reflection of his ability. It's a reflection of what was ahead of him. And actually... I would dare say we'd have been in a lot worse trouble if we didn't have him between the six because he did really show some great ability and, you know, pulled off some really good saves last season. And this season he's been consistent, really consistent. And that he pulls off some brilliant saves and often does not get the credit for it at all. He really needs to be looked at as one of our key players. And I'm very, very surprised actually that still now we don't consider him as a key player because... He really is key to to our success at the moment. Definitely,
1: one of the things that I find quite strange at the moment, and maybe it's something born out of you know that you know all the downbeatness that we've had at the club pretty much for the last few years. There's splits in the fan base over everything, isn't there? Really, Sam Hoskins, the East Stand.
0: <laughs> Sam Hoskins is a great pass to the East End on Saturday, by the way.
1: <laughs> I heard about <laughs> it, yes. Uh, um, but, you know, uh, Di Cornell is another one that, that does split the fan base in, in their views. Keith Curl is another one, obviously. Um, this podcast, probably, as well. The, yeah, this podcast, <laughs> definitely, I'd say. You know, it, it, for me, it's just one of those where I, I, I am quite positive. You might go as far as say as I'm a bit of a happy clapper. I've got no issue with that whatsoever. But I, I've always thought that David Cornell was, was solid enough for League Two. And now I do see more improvement. There were things that I, he needed to improve on and work on, one of them being his distribution, but that seems to have improved now as well. I think that he is coming on and and being a calming influence uh, as part of that, what would you call it, back six maybe? He does seem to be, you know, he's just stepped up, I think, uh, a level. And, and I'm quite genuinely worried about what happens if we do end up having a bid put in for him, because I don't think we're in a position as a football club to turn down money for any of our players. Um, That's probably the same for every League Two football club there is. And I know we've got Steve Arnold as backup, but how long's Fisher on loan for? He's only till January, isn't he? And we've not really seen much from him. And I dare say that he probably will go back to Blackburn if now that Arnold's fit again.
2: If we take it right back to that that champions year and we say, right, we had Adam Smith in goal. He was arguably, you know, one of the best goalkeepers we've had in a long time up there with, you know, your Lee Harpers. So if you consider that and you consider what has happened to Adam Smith since then, I believe at the moment he's training with Yeovil and not getting into their team. So if you consider that and what has happened to Adam Smith and you run that parallel with David Cornell, And you consider the the work that he has put in to make himself a first-team goalie because I guarantee he wouldn't have been ahead of Adam Smith. So you need to look at Di Cornell and the the work he's done. You just mentioned about his distribution. It was shocking at the beginning, really good at the moment, really solid, really consistent. So you have to look at him and what he's done. And, you know, clubs are going to come knocking on the door because he is very good. He's very good at what he does and... He has earned that right to be considered at, at a higher level. And to bring back that argument that Neil always says, you know, it isn't it isn't our decision who Keith Curl brings in. That's his job. But, you know, a player a player cannot turn down the opportunity to go off to teams like Reading because it's
0: not going to happen again. No, that's he's, true. Um, he's, he's 28 now, isn't he? So he's coming into the peak,
2: yeah.
0: peak years of his of his day. Of peak, his, uh, Cornell. Peak. peak Cornell. <laughs> peak Deep <fried> Cornell. Deep-fried <laughs> Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> and he has um, he's played for the 17s, 19s, and 21s for Wales as well a few times. Um, so wouldn't be a massive surprise to see him getting looked at. No, no. Especially on um, on some someone like Mark Webber's recommendation. You know, they.
1: Knows a player, Mark you know, Webber. There's
0: no greater Welsh advocate than the <laughs> Webs.
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, this all means that Steve Arnold will be in goal on Sunday against Notts County. Now that we've just uh, made sure that Cornell's getting a move somewhere big in January, you're welcome, Die. Uh, but we'll come on to that and we'll preview that game a little bit later with uh, Notts County fan Tom. But before that, it's time to take a look inside Neil's post bag. Postman. Neil Postman. Neil Postman. Neil' black and white cat. So we had a number of you getting in touch this week to say how pleased you were with the performance and the result. Mike Fuller and James Clark both saying how professional the cobblers have been recently and that their game management has improved. Uh, we've been critical of that aspect of our game but it does seem to be improved now doesn't it Danny
0: and that's down, a lot down to curl I think um, especially this season we were a little bit iffy with those games we threw away and, and things like that but in general I think we've we're picking up little things here and there just to slow games down when we're winning prime example was Saturday wasn't it you know we, we're we're managing the game well but I think one thing that I did notice on Saturday though, we, we actually did go for the third goal and last week as well against Crew, we went for the fourth and it's not something that we've been doing we've been sitting back and inviting teams on. And, and that's how we seem to concede the goals. And for the last couple of games, it seems like we have actually gone for more goals rather than sit back. But it does, it does feel like something's clicked, I think.
1: Yeah, it looks like the team's now gelled together, hasn't it? You know, we, we were saying at the start of the season that, oh, it will take time for this this squad of new brand new players. You know, don't forget there's 14 new players to the squad. It would take a while for them to gel together. Do you think, Jesse, that that's now happened?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think um, they've finally been given the opportunity to, to play freely and to then you really utilise that midfield. And I think that's really, really, really helped. And we always bring it back to the animal, but McCormack staying fit and being in the team has had a huge impact. And I just think that momentum has got them where they need to be now. And I think that they've been able to kind of relax into those roles. And I think because we're scoring from loads of different positions, so we've got defenders scoring, midfielders scoring, strikers scoring, the morale and the confidence is really high. And that just has an effect on everybody. And for Dane Oliver, for example, it was only a matter of time before he got his first league goal because everyone is high. Everyone is, you know, really enjoying playing the football, it was going to come, it was going to happen. It was just a case of being patient with him. I think we've done that. I think Keith Curl has done a brilliant job in managing expectations and actually credit to the club as well for, for sticking by and, and not really being influenced by a, a big majority of our fan base saying, you know, we need to get rid of Curl. We didn't, we just needed to give it time. And we were guilty on this podcast of saying maybe it's time for him to go. But actually just giving him that time and giving him that ability to work with that group of players. And yes, all right, it took four months, but aren't we reaping the rewards now because it's brilliant to
1: watch. Well, It's not just you that's happy either. Simon Turner let us know that he's especially happy because he uh, he's now told his girlfriend that he's excited to go to games again. I mean, could this mean that the doom and gloom is, is actually finally lifted at last, do you think, Chessie?
2: I hope so. I mean, I was just saying t- to you a little bit earlier, I think I've done five of six games and that's that's a a lot of miles and that's when I know the cobblers are doing well because if I feel that I want to drive that 350 mile trip I think they must be doing well and it's not necessarily that we're expecting to win every game because we're not we're going to lose games as we go along but to go up knowing that you'll be entertained and knowing that if you come away and you've lost, you'd have given you a good account of yourself. And that's what was missing, I think, for, for a long time is the fact that we'd just give up so easily. But now they've got a real fight and a real determination about them. And there are going to be games where we don't win. But actually, you can't argue with what they're doing. You can see what they're trying to do. You can see that they've got a direction and they've got that ability to entertain and to keep us happy. And that's that's vital.
1: Chessie there, confirming what we all knew. She's a glory hunter. Uh, (laughs) Our letter of the week this week comes from Craig Abbott. Hello all. Uh, My question is, do you think that this weekend's results, plus moving into the top seven, give the team the belief and drive to strike on for the rest of the season towards playoffs, or dare I say it, even automatic promotion?
2: That's a great question.
1: Dare to
0: say it, Craig. Go on.
1: That is Craig Abbott there. Thank you very much, Craig. Absolutely. So what do we think, guys? Do we think that we could be marching on to the playoffs?
0: There's definitely that belief there, isn't there? It goes back to the, what we were saying a minute ago. There's it's just such a strong belief within the, the squad that they're going to get results. And the way they're playing is just really suiting this level, I think. And there's, there doesn't seem to be any team that we should be scared of. I mean, crew were above us when we played them and we've absolutely hammered them. And they've gone on one, what was it, 5-0 at the weekend weekend. I think we'll learn a lot for the next two league games. We've got extra away and then Forest Green at home. I think we're going to learn quite a lot about the team then going into Christmas. If we come away from that with like what four points, I think we'll be happy. And if if we keep on playing the way we are doing, I don't see any. There's, there's no. There's no runaway teams that we should be really worried about and really playing. And I think everyone can take points off each other. And I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be aiming for the top seven now.
1: Fantastic. The same opinion, Chessy.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that, that with confidence you, you kind of unlock a lot of things. You're able to play freely, like I said earlier. And I just think that, that there's something about this squad. We said it in previous episodes. There's something about this group of players. And I think what the really important thing is, is they've got the fans on board and they and it took a little while. But I think we're buying into this this group of players now and we're starting to really form that love for them and, and we want them to do well. And for previous years, we haven't really cared whether they've done well or not because they haven't endeared themselves to us. But th- this group of players look like they want the best for the club and I think that's really helping us to have that patience and have that, you know, support for them.
0: They're fighting for each other, aren't they? They're just you can tell they're all they're all in it together they're they're a close-knit group and they're all running like I think for dane olive epitomizes what the change has been because he's just running into the ground every single week and as long as you do that and as long as the team will sort of run through walls for him um, through the manager then we will be up there and we'll be up at least in the top 10 just on that because there's so many teams in this league that won't do that or are in disarray or or've got all sorts of stuff going on and the fans are against the managers and all that stuff that we've been in in the last few years that you get by a lot on that and you will get into the mix with that collectiveness about you.
1: I will say the one thing that worries me is that you know, we're on a great run, aren't we? Um, is it is it now six wins out of seven?
2: I think it's seven out of nine, you know.
1: Oh my, don't don't just add more games into the mix, Jesse. Cry, come on. It's 96 out of 98. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we, we are doing well. We're unbeaten in at least six games, if not seven. And... That obviously, yes, as you, you guys have pointed out, that breeds confidence, not just in the team, but also in the fan base. But my worry is because of we've seen it all happen before where we've gone sort of three or four games unbeaten and we've all sort of said we've been guilty of it going, this is a really good run, keep it going. And then suddenly we have a really bad defeat. And all of that old negativity just comes straight back. And the worrying thing for me is how many games do we have to go unbeaten before actually... As a fan base, we really have turned the corner. You said, Chessie, before, we're not going to win every single game that we play and there's not an expectation that we will. But right now, I think the vast majority of fans are going to the football with more than just hope of taking three points or winning the game. I think a defeat will actually be more crushing now and might be quite dangerous.
2: I think we, we we have to kind of live by that as such because I think you you're only as good as your last match, as we've said many times in football. But actually, I think we as fans need to look really closely about how we react to losing because it could, you know, it could all fall apart against Knox County on on Sunday. It could all fall apart very easily against Exeter and Forest Green. But what we need to do with that is we need to ensure that as a fan base, we don't come crashing down, like you just said, on Keith Curl, on the squad, We need to know as fans that they're trying their absolute best. Now we've seen that in the last 10 games and we need to give them the opportunity to lose with security, if that makes sense. So we need to say, do you know what? They're not going to win every game. We'll lose against Exeter, we'll lose against Forest Green. But there's no point screaming and shouting at Keith Curl or, you know, screaming and shouting at this squad. You've just got to let it be. If that happens, that happens. We just need to be... Realistic about what's going to happen. And we need to say, do you know what we've lost? Let's move on, onto to the next game. And I think you're right. We need to turn a corner in which where we lose, the fan base doesn't fall apart as a result.
1: Chessie said there, Danny, about, you know, if we lose to Exeter and Forest Green, then we've still had a good run. And, you know, Exeter are above us in the league and have been doing quite well this season, as they seem to do most se- seasons in fairness to them. But I would actually see that as a point where... The, you know, I'll call them the negative fans. I don't necessarily mean, if you're one of those that doesn't like the way that curls set the squad up and things like that, I don't mean that you are negative or anything like that, or moaning or whinging. I just mean that those fans will be the ones that will immediately point to, we're not good enough. And that they might say, "Well, it's a false dawn." Of course, we've beaten teams like Grimsby. Of course, we've beaten the other teams that we've beaten. I mean, Crew are maybe the the exception to the rule. If we go to Exeter, we we lose by a goal or two goals. Now, yes, you're right. In my opinion, I would say, "Well, actually, that's not a that's not the worst result in the world." But equally, there will be fans, I think, who will use it. As an opportunity to, I suppose, say, see, we're still not good enough.
0: <laughs> with, with defeats, it always depends how you lose, doesn't it? I think the way we were losing earlier in the season, we were slating Curl on here. And I think for good reason, because some of the substitutions and stuff, and some of the way he approached the game, and some of the way that the players were playing, it just wasn't good. But if you lose by putting in 110% every game, if you lose by putting in effort and running into the ground, and you can see that they're, they're trying to do something then that's the difference. And I think if, you know, if we got hammered 5-0 and we've just been all over the place, then there's questions to be had. But if you can still see that the way we're trying to play in defeat, there's a way forward.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Well, thank you very much, Craig. I hope that answers your question. If you have a question for us to debate on It's All Cobblers to Me, then you can send an email to itsallcobblers at gmail.com or drop us a message on Twitter or Facebook where you'll find us by searching at Cobblers to Me. If you can also do what Craig did and voice it, then that will be even better because it makes it sound great. So please keep letting us know your thoughts and opinions on everything to do with the Cobblers and then let us know and and, and tell us what you're actually thinking. That would be great. I'm Chris Hargreaves and it's all Cobblers to me. On Sunday afternoon, the Cobblers are back in FA Cup action as Notts County come to town. Earlier today, I caught up with YouTuber and Notts County fan Tom to find out how the Magpies have been finding life outside of the football league. Hi Tom, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. Thanks for joining me. You okay? Yeah, good, thank you. So the last time that we saw Notts County, you weren't having the best of times, really, were you? Relegation last season from League Two. How's things gone since then?
3: Yeah, like you said, awful season last season. Um, on and off the pitch, really. I think off the pitch, obviously, it contributed to... You know, that was the main reason for, for relegation after being tipped, really, to win the league. But, um, yeah, this season, it was a bit of a weird one because obviously taken over just before just before the season started, and then an influx of a number of players you know, two days before, before the season started. There's not really much expectation, to be honest. Um, but yeah, since then, I think as an Ox fan overall, you'd say, you'd say you're pretty happy with where we are in the league at the minute. Um, 12th or 13th place, so you can't really be complaining with the upheaval that we had just days before the start of the
1: season. Is it fair to say then that maybe you're performing a bit better than other teams that tend to go down and drop out of the football leagues? I mean, look at, for example, Chesterfield.
3: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, Chesterfield last season when I think I heard a stat that they went on their longest unbeaten run um, in their history, but it was also the most without a win. So, yeah, you know, obviously the league's unforgiving. But I think if you look at some of the teams that go down, like you say. That some of them you're, you're looking, at they're not really going to come back up anytime soon. So that was what a lot of Notch not fans were quite worried about that we wouldn't. A we wouldn't be able to bounce back, but B with all the with all the problems that that we might be right down there at the bottom of the table. So I think yeah, definitely we are in a lot better position than any of us expected. Really.
1: Excuse me. Um, so how how is the conference? I mean, what one of the things that. We as Northampton fans, we we've been close to going down there. Obviously, Notts County, was you know the oldest football league club in existence, and uh, and had never been relegated that far. So, was it a, a big change, or is it a big change being in that division? Um,
3: first of all, I'd say it, it, it's exciting. Like, it's a lot of things. Like, once we'd realise as fans that you know we're down there, we're down in the conference now. It's there's no, there's no change that we got relegated. You just gotta, you know, take it, just grasp it with both hands and, and take it for what it is. I mean, we're going to grounds we've never been to. Yeah, it is different. Uh, obviously, refereeing standard. You, you, you couldn't think it would be worth a League Two, but it, it is a lot worse than League Two. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Teams bring big followings because without wanting to big not we are not County. We're a big team in that division. Um, and and every home game, bar, bar a few, have been like grab Tuesday nights where Solihull had bought maybe 50 fans your followings at like Wrexham Stockport they've been cracking and, and every game's really been exciting it, it's I think I speak for a lot of our fans it's a lot more exciting than, than than we could ever have imagined really
1: it almost sounds like you're happy to be there
3: yeah, to be honest it makes a change because before this before you know that the playoffs with well, we lost to Coventry a couple of years ago. Before that, for Knots it had been uh, a number of seasons just below the light, like, down at the end of League Two, not really exciting, just scrapping. Um, um, I wouldn't say what happened to be there. We obviously prefer to be in League Two, but the situation we're really, in, it it is it is exciting, and we're in new trophies like today. We were drawn away at Chesterfield um, in the Base Trophy. Yeah, it's this competition they have never been in um, and you know, it's
1: just it's just throwing up different things that we've never really experienced so how about this FA Cup run then because th- this isn't going to be just your second game in the competition like it would have been normally for so many years
3: mm. yeah um, it's interesting because it's the first time not so sure ever in a qualifying round um, and we got a great tie against Belper in that one yeah um, you know, it's, it's it's something that you look at the season and we've had. We're, we're into into twenties for games now. We've obviously have qualifying rounds for things, um, and it just feels like it feels like a whole different different competition, really, because you have to fight just to be in with teams like your Northampton's and things. You have to fight just to get there, and it's a distraction away from the league because. Yeah, the last year was doom and gloom, and we aren't doing bad in the league. But a cup run would be fantastic if we could, you know, if we could beat you, and then who knows who we could get in the next round? And we are a confidence team now, so like every team we get from now on, we are going to be the minnows, and it's going to be we're going to be the underdogs.
1: How much do you think the club has changed since it was in? The football league has there been much change, you know, sort of behind the scenes, away from the playing side of the of the uh, of the club.
3: Oh, massively, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I don't know how much you or the people listening know about about the previous owner, um, but he was very he liked the centre of attention. He was always uh, posting on social media, forcing pictures on social media. Hmm. I mean, the club became a bit of a joke with him, but. You know, we've got we've got the we've got the Danes in now, and, and they run sort of a football analytics company, so they use that to look at the signings we've got. Whereas before, it felt like with the previous owner, who was a Liverpool fan, we signed Matthew Virtue on loan. Just just get the players from Liverpool, or get the big names in, show you was at the club, um, things like that. It just it felt this is a lot more low key now, and it's nice to be in that situation. But off the field, everything seemed happier. Players seem like they're willing to fight for fight for the badge most of the time. Um, and the change of owners just feels a lot more positive around. not at the minute.
1: So tell us a little bit about your squad then, please, Tom. Any, any players we should be looking out for as your danger men?
3: Um, yeah, there's a couple. There's obviously, I, I think I speak for a lot of our fans as well when I say Kai Watson. Um, absolutely integral player, for us. Like, so good. He must win... 80, 85 percent of aerial duels can take the ball down on his chest. Um, and for a team that plays in the conference, obviously it's not it's not always pretty football. You um, need you need an outball, You need you need a you need, you need target man. And, and I think if we're if we're hemmed in against against you, especially away at Sixfields, I think Kyle Watson could be the player to just break up play, take it down. He likes to feed Wes Thomas. He likes to take it down. Um, and put it out to our other danger man who is Enzio Enzio Baldwin uh four-minute now he is definitely a danger man and he looks like 25-30 yard strikes if he can turn up on the day to be honest um, that's one that frustrates a lot of as fans he'll have one cracking game and then three poor games at the minute <laughs> um, but aside from Watson and Enzio I think one of my most consistent players has been Ben Turner at the back big Ben Turner Um yeah, he's been at Cardiff, Mansfield. He's got a lot of experience, and this season he's been he's been fantastic for us at the back. Like such a such a leader, and he's got
1: he's got so much experience for not. So they're the three that I'd pick up to look out for. Brilliant. And what are you hoping for on Saturday? Can you give us a a, a prediction if you want to? Um, if you'd asked me this a couple of weeks ago, when we conceded two goals in our
3: last five, I'd be going into this in massive confidence. Um, since then we've conceded 9-4 and four. it seems to have gone a little bit wrong we've got Jim O'Brien out who's been out for a while injured you know a really combative centre midfield, and it feels like things have gone a bit stale so I would have hoped for a win I still hope for a win but I think we'll, we'll nick a 1-1 I'd like to go 1-1
1: Thanks to Tom. Uh, The link to his YouTube channel, which is Not County Talk, is in the show notes. Do go and check them out in the build-up to this weekend's game. Their preview show is released on Thursday. In the meantime, with Neil away, it's over to Danny for all you never needed to know about the city of Nottingham.
0: Hi, location fans, and uh, sorry for trying to be Neil this week. I know Neil's got thousands of fans out there, but um, I'll do my best in his absence. Starting with, uh, so Notts County, obviously, famously playing in Skegness. Do you know that, Charles?
1: In Skegness?
0: Skegness, yeah.
1: In Uh, Lincolnshire? Very
0: very famously, yeah. Right. Um, You could have at least said the
1: city ground. That would have been more funny. (laughs)
0: Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do it if you want. <laughs> do you know uh, Notts so County got a theme song? Do you know what it's called?
1: Oh, uh, no.
0: County's the team for me, and it was dubbed the worst pop song of all time by Noel Edmonds.
1: <laughs> really? You know, Is when that true? Been, when you, it's
0: true. Uh, you know, when, you know, when you've been panned by Noel Edmonds, you know things are going wrong, do yeah. uh, Politics. Do you want to know about some politics?
1: Does it involve the BBC muting out laughter?
0: It doesn't. No. Um, Does it involve
1: Chessie standing up at a hustings?
0: Standing up at her hustings? Yes. Yeah. So what's she going to do?
1: I don't know. I'm just checking she's still she's alive, I'll egg. be honest. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good.
0: Is <laughs> she throw it? Um No, uh, 2014. You remember that amazing election in 2014? No, I don't either. Lord Byrow got more votes than the Lib Dems in Nottingham.
1: Who's Lord Byrow?
0: <laughs> he was a political candidate for Nottingham. And he, there was a by-election. Uh, he got more votes than, big, than the Lib Dems. One of his policies <laughs> was a 30% discount for OAPs in brothels. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So uh, the white was 30%, but uh, obviously catering <laughs> to the older folk of Nottingham there. Um <laughs> <laughs> what else has happened in nottingham oh yeah uh, i don't know if anything this, I, top that. Others, but... <laughs> I should have gone with that last should though uh robin hood pageant obviously every october um peter you know peter the um people for the ethical treatment of animals oh
1: petter Is,
2: it's petter not peter, peter. sorry
0: all right
1: peter. I, was say, I know plenty of peters but none of them from nottingham
0: <laughs> Is petter just their way of saying how people should treat animals
1: the, yeah yeah very good yeah
0: but anyway they tried to get nottingham apparently to change its name to not eating ham once really they did
2: that's very unrealistic
0: so there's a goose fair in Nottingham. Love a goose fair it's a large traveling fun fair um at a the goose like, fair a goose fair yeah is that like with uh, real geese um, it's a travelling fun fair. Um, oh, I think it was originally originally it was a livestock market where thousands of geese were sold in the market square. But um, these days it's just a fairground. Yeah, with, see,
2: uh, we we have we stuff. have proper geese markets down where I live.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all right, show off. <laughs> proper geese markets. <laughs>
2: uh, Sorry, uh, do you carry um, on with your facts.
0: There's no more facts. Just some famous people. Do you want some famous people? Oh, go for it. Uh, Jesse Boot. Do you know who Jessie Boot is? Anyone? Jessie Boot. What do you think Jessie Boot is famous for?
1: Is Jessie Boot the oldest woman still alive?
0: That is incorrect. Jessie Boot is the creator of... Actually, he (laughs) is a he. Good. (laughs) This is going well, (laughs) Danny. He's the owner of Boots. You know, Boots.
2: Oh, is he Um, actually? Yeah. Good for him.
0: Yeah, good other, for him. Pharmaceutical. other pharmaceutical uh, shops are available, such as Lloyd's. Uh, who else? D.H. Lawrence, novelist and poet. We all know him. Um, Edwin Starr, oh, musician.
1: Edwin Starr.
0: Edwin Starr, yeah. Uh, not so good a musician. Jay McGuinness from The Wanted.
1: I love
2: Jay McGuinness. He's a better dancer than he is a singer, mind.
1: Is he better than Edwin Starr?
2: He was on Strictly and he was brilliant. Shout out See. to Strictly fans yeah, out there.
1: Yeah, but Jay, Jay McGuinness or whatever his name is has never seen a girl like you before, Chessie.
0: How about uh, Jake Bug? You know him. He's, he's a more, singer. Yeah, more your era, I think, Chessie. Yeah, was I was actually, alive then.
1: <laughs> what, now you mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so he's, uh, he's from Nottingham. Uh, London Grammar. They're I, good. I, like, I like them. They're yep.
2: really good. Yeah. Um, Ed Balls. Are the savior of Strictly Come Dancing. We love Ed Balls.
0: Ed Balls um, got his own day, obviously. Um, Alice Levine, Radio 1 DJ. Because
2: a lot uh, of famous people from Nottingham. It is.
0: It, the list was just humongous. I had to narrow it down.
1: She's also uh, one of the. My dad wrote a porno team as well, if you heard that podcast.
0: Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Undersold yeah, there. Sorry. All right. Uh, Harold Shipman, last one, the physician slash oh. serial killer.
1: I'm so glad we found the time to fit yeah. Harold Chipman in there. Uh, so uh, <laughs> what about the game then? Uh, will the Cobblers be making it into the third round of the FA Cup for the first time since 2016?
0: Yes. Good. Chessie? It's Keith Curl's old team, isn't it? It is Keith Curl's
1: old team. Yes, you're right.
2: I would hope so. Um, I think actually it being Keith Curl's old team might have a bit of a bearing on the game. If you think back to the Carlisle game uh, in January, which seems like ages ago, Um yeah, I think that might have a bit of a bearing. I would I would expect us to. However, that is tempting, huge fate, because we are, of course, Northampton Town fans. But we should be winning games like that. And if we're not, we've got a bit of a problem.
1: What about the Carlisle game that happened in October, which wasn't such a long time ago?
2: I know, but that one wasn't quite as spectacular as the one in January, was
1: it? It's still, I, think, I think the point still stands.
2: The point does indeed stand. Well done, Charles.
1: Thanks. You're very welcome. So, uh, obviously, we did play Notts County last season uh, while they were on their way out of the Football League. Our all-time record against them isn't very favourable, however. Uh, we've played each other 57 times. We've won 17 of those and lost 27. Last year saw two draws, which were two of the 13 draws that we've played out against them. No one else at home and two all away, if you remember last five games for Notts County have been a mixed bag, I would say. They've won two, drawn one and lost two. Uh, in round one of the FA Cup, they beat Ebbsfleet United 3-2 away and they're currently 11th in the National League, although they do play tonight, that's Tuesday night, at home to Boreham and Wood. And because we're recording on the Monday... Who knows how that result's going to go.
0: Mm, they've lost the last two, haven't they?
1: They have quite heavily as well, wasn't it? 3-0 was yeah. their last uh, defeat.
0: 3-0 to Barrow, who are top. I think I've just been trawling through their forums and they're not very happy with Neil Ardley at the moment.
2: I do think that there's a there's a bit of a, a a point in the season in the National League, isn't there, where the teams that have gone down, they automatically come out all guns blazing at the very start of the season and then it starts to get really tough because you start to, to be turning up at, at, on pitches that you're not used to being playing on and the winter months take their toll and I think teams like Yeovil and Notts County are going to really start to struggle. To struggle. Uh, Yeovil's wheels seem to have come flying off in rather spectacular <laughs> style in the last couple
1: of weeks. Sounds so funny when you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm delighted.
1: I mean, if you if you look at what we heard from Tom before, he said that you know some of the fans, yeah, they aren't too happy with them. They he was saying that Notts County seem to just turn up to every game playing four four two. There's no variation on the formation or on the tactic. They're just not winning enough. But at the same time, Tom also did say that he actually is quite pleased with how things are going in the conference this season. He
0: sounded like he was having a lot of fun, didn't he? He was having a lovely old time.
1: Yeah, which was surprising me, to be fair, because obviously we've been in that position, haven't we? Well, within the last decade where we've nearly dropped out of the Football League. And, and, and it's safe to say that everyone was really worried about going down into the National League, weren't they? That everyone's saying that that would probably be the end of the Cobblers as we knew it. And yet, actually, it sounds to me like the county fans are maybe back to enjoying going to the football again.
2: If you ask any team that went down from League Two and then bounced back up fairly quick, they do say it's the best thing that ever happened to their club, which is which is quite hard to believe for teams like us that haven't had that happen to us. But a lot of teams that drop out and then come back say it's the making of them. You look at Bristol Rovers, you know, we, we stayed up the year that they went down and I'll look at them.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's, good. it's a good point. I, I will take that. But the thing that kind of, you know, there aren't that many clubs that do bounce back as quickly as Bristol Rovers did. It's very true. It took Oxford, was it three years? Mm Mm-hmm. It took, I mean, well, it took Luton, Godness knows how many years.
2: I know, L- Luton was slightly different, wasn't it? It was It was a very different situation then. Yeah, but even yeah. so, they,
1: they, they still didn't bounce back at the first attempt. I mean, you've got teams that are down there at the moment. Wrexham, Wrexham, prime example, have been in that league now for about a decade. We're a big football league club, well, big league two. Club back uh, before they were relegated. They've not managed to get out. There's other teams that are down there as well, obviously, like the Torquay, York. Torquay, yeah, York. um, Chesterfield, David Buchanan's Chesterfield. You know, they're not doing very well either. You know, I, I still wouldn't have ever wanted to go down into that division because there's no guarantee you're going to ever come back up you know as much as it pays me to say it I'd actually much rather be a league two club for the rest of my life and never get promoted ever again than get relegated to the national league
2: I totally agree with that I think if, if we did go down we'd be the kind of club that would really struggle to come back I, th- I, th- I totally agree with your statement Charles
1: so what are we thinking then, Danny, about, about this game? Do you think it should be the walkover that maybe you'd expect because we're playing a non-league side?
0: No. It, it does, they don't feel like a non-league team yet, do they? No, they, I agree. They're a huge fish for that division. And I think that's why some of them are probably getting on Neil Ladley's back a little bit because they are, as they would say, only 11th. There's a topic on their forum about in or out already for Adley. Um it's, There's the one of those on play. our
1: forum. <laughs> but
0: that's just an ongoing rolling thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's like as soon any- as a manager
1: gets uh, gets named in this club, there's an <laughs> in or out. <laughs> yeah,
0: But only a few points off the playoffs. And obviously it depends how tonight's game goes as to how they approach the weekend. But they've obviously lost the last two games and the fans are getting a little bit twitchy. But I still don't think it's going to be easy. They've got a reputation in the league, which probably means they'll attack the cup quite a lot quite well and you, you can just see them being that team that, that that the media will like having a go and coming into the third round and starting to rebuild so i think it's going to be a bit trickier than we might think
1: okay well uh, it's prediction time then what are we going to go with because i i'll go first this week i've got it in my mind that we're going to see another 2-0 win the and andy williams are going to be in with the goals i'm not going to say any more because i'm worried about tempting fate Jesse. Uh
2: I think we will win but I think it'll be much tighter than uh, what we anticipate. I think we'll win 1-0 and it will just be a corner that they can't deal with. Uh, possibly Harry Smith who's been chucked on after about 80 minutes because we need a, need a goal. I think, it, I think it'll be
1: tight, really tight. Okay, fair enough. Um, Danny, I-, I believe that Neil has been in touch with you to give us his prediction.
0: He has. What's he said? He says Cobblers eight, Knotts County three. <laughs> um, he hasn't given any scorers, but um, I'm assuming it's a Hoskins hat trick
2: <laughs> and a McCormack hat
0: trick. Ah, oh, that's all that's missing from McCormack's season, isn't it? A goal like a bullet into the top
1: corner. Well, a Can goal. you imagine
2: if it, when scored, he scores? It's, it, it's, it's, gonna go it's just going to go mad,
1: isn't it? <laughs> He's going to go mad. I'm worried that he'll get he'll get mad. two yellow cards. For not only just just jumping into the crowd once, but it will get back out of the crowd and then jump back in again. <laughs> Who so it. So be it. I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. be it. Who cares?
2: You can do what you
1: want. Danny, are you are you thinking the same? Then a nice win, or or, or maybe a county going to manage to take us to a replay? <sighs>
0: I don't know. No, I think we are. Uh, Gonna win, but just I'm gonna go 2 1. I think we're gonna go into a 2 0 lead and they're gonna get one back, but we're gonna hold on. I'm going Andy Williams and someone who we haven't mentioned who we probably should have, um, Ryan Watson. I think he's gonna get the oh, score. Oh, do you think, think
1: Ryan Watson will uh will play? We should actually mention, shouldn't we? Welcome, back yeah. To Ryan. I think,
0: yeah, I think it was really good to see him back because we're going to need all the players we can in the next month or so. And he was we,
1: so. doing really well before he got injured. So hopefully he'll find that form again for us. He
0: was, yeah. Really good to see him back. So I'm going to go for uh, Watson goal on Sunday. Sunday,
1: isn't it? Yeah. It is Sunday, two o'clock. Yes, mm-hmm. six fields. Well, that's it from us at It's All Cobblers to Me. Thank you to our Notts County fan, Tom. Don't forget, you can go and check out their preview on their YouTube channel, Notts County Talk. That'll be available on thursday thanks to you guys for listening for reviewing the podcast please keep doing that it's great when i get an email that comes through to say that there's been yet another review and then i read it it's brilliant we are going to read out every single review we get one a week so please keep going otherwise we'll run out of material and that is not going to end well thank you very much in advance to anyone that decides to go and support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me if you want to that would be marvellous but we'll be back next week for free completely and utterly on all your favourite podcast apps and providers Uh, we'll see you again this time next week hopefully in the third round of the FA Cup and as Neil has predicted at home to Liverpool goodbye love you Neil
2: bye Ash come on the animal
1: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.